Kansas City is home to a rich brewing history dating back to the 1880s when Ferdheim and George Muehlbach and the marks they made can still be seen today throughout the city. Prohibition took its toll on the breweries in KC, but in 1989, Boulevard Brewing Company founder John McDonald rekindled that brewing tradition when he brewed and sold his first batch of pale ale. More than 30 years later, the spirit of Kansas City can-do attitude is in everything Boulevard does. From creating Tank 7, an award-winning American Saison, to brewing Space Camper Cosmic IPA, an exhilarating exploration into the universe of hops, to (laughs) developing one of the nation's largest barrel aging programs, and even more recently with the introduction of Quirk Hard Seltzers, real fruit, real fun. At the heart of Boulevard Brewing Company lies the intersection of traditional brewing and modern technology. Visit the brewery and take a tour for free to sip and see 32 years of brewing experience and maybe catch a glimpse of the future to where that Kansas Kansas City spirit of innovation will lead. Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. Welcome in. Oh, God. that in. We're going to get it. Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans, presented by Boulevard Brewing Company. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is January 18th. The Chiefs are moving on. We finally got a wild card game with Pat Mahomes, and uh, he didn't disappoint. Lit it up. Five touchdowns. Uh, really, really fun atmosphere, uh, except for the first. 18 minutes of game time? Was it 18? No. Was yeah. It, uh, probably. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Of disgusting, terrible football, uh, which was not fun. And then the uh, flip was, the switch was flipped. And uh, then we scored our like six times in a row. That's right. Three. I think it was very reminiscent for me of that Houston game. Like if Pittsburgh was competent at all mm-hmm. or a good team at all, they probably would have been up 21 nothing in the first quarter. Very yeah. easily could have. We had five possessions to start the game, three punts, two turnovers, mm-hmm. and they scored seven points. Mm-hmm. So got lucky there. Yeah. But I think we even if we were down 21 nothing, we still would have won that game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying it multiple times up in the stands, um, loud enough so that Steelers fans could hear me, but um, I, the Steelers are one of the worst. They've got to be the worst playoff team ever. Yeah. The worst team to ever make uh, the playoffs. I ben, think there's a case to be made that they're maybe the worst team in their division. Yeah. Uh Ben Roethlisberger is just um he he's he's uh, he's very bad. Yeah. And so yes, the <laughs> fact that um the fact that we were uh not down 21 nothing um is because of that. But yeah, it felt a lot like the the Texans game where everything was going wrong mm-hmm. at the beginning and then yeah, Mahomes just went god mode and um but 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 I mean, yeah, it, it was an amazing game. I'm um, struggling today. Yes. So the words keg, keg are flowing. Yeah. Keg game. We had Guys. probably the biggest tailgate ever, maybe? Uh, I don't think so. Are you sure? Uh-huh. I still hold the 2017 Chiefs Chargers. Chargers Saturday yeah, that was, good, that was a good one. Yeah. But, but that yeah. was a two-keg game. That was a two-keg game. Uh-huh. Um, but, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, the offense, when it gets into that mode, um, it, it's just so much fun to watch. Um, I rewatched the game again this morning on TV, and it was just um, 
it was a blast. And, and then all of the stats that you get to hear because of the numbers that I we put up. I love Patrick Mahomes' stats. I know. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes' stats. Um, he threw for 404 yards with five touchdowns. He, he's the first player ever uh, with four games of 400 yards and five touchdowns. He's only had 72 starts, uh-huh. and he's done that. Um, one of three players ever with multiple TD, uh, five TD games. Um, I mean, just playoff games. Yeah, yeah, five TD playoff games. Um, so yeah, it, it's just when when we get going into that mode, um, it's just it's a blast to watch. Mahomes was um, dealing. It was very much like 2019, 2018 esque, uh-huh. and um, and yeah, I mean. That was the result that that's what the result should have been. And uh-huh. that's what the result was. Like a lot of people went into that game nervous because we were so confident and, and, and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was, that's what it should have been because we were that much better than the Steelers. And, and the, the, the Steelers offense is just so, so limited. Mm-hmm. And the chiefs offense is so unlimited yeah. like we can literally do anything we want on offense um throw deep 404 yards like i said um we can do whatever we want on offense and the steelers can do like a couple Doo-doo. of things yeah a couple of things so mm-hmm. there was at the 35 minute mark um of game time the chiefs had 317 yards passing uh the, the steelers had 12 oh god uh, the Chiefs had 82 yards rushing. The Steelers had 29. And the Chiefs had 21 first downs. And the Steelers had two. And all of that really came in 10 minutes of game time. Yeah, yeah. Ten, ten and a half minutes of game time. Mahomes threw five touchdown passes in ten and a half minutes of game time. Yeah. So it was just, it was it was a total mismatch. Um, really re-watching it, it, it's amazing. And watching it live, it's mm-hmm. amazing how how limited the Steelers are um, <laughs> and, and then just how good we are. It's so fun watching games like that of Pat when um, sitting in our seats, when we're way up high, because we get to see all of those things develop mm-hmm. and we get to, we get to watch um, and, and we can see it before it happens sitting way up there. So when he's like throwing the ball deep really well, when he's, you know, scrambling for 22 yards, when he's, um, just dealing like that, it's super fun. Or like that screen to McKinnon. Yeah. Um, when when that kind of stuff happens and it's a long developing play, uh, it's so fun watching it from way up high. Yeah. Uh, multiple screens to McKinnon were really really fun to watch. Um, and then also we just have to stop and appreciate the uh, moment of Chiefs that we are living in. I saw that from 1970 to 2017, we had four playoff wins. And Patrick Mahomes now has seven, including a Super Bowl win. So beautiful. living in a beautiful, beautiful era right now. Um, and now we get to uh, host the Red Hot Bills yeah. at home. I can't I, wait. I was surprised that the 10 minutes and 30 seconds of game time was the fastest ever in postseason history to have five passing TDs. Because I felt like against the Texans, didn't he have like four in two minutes? It seemed like, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, shout out to Jarek McKinnon. Um, he's a stud. Called it from from the before the season started. We made predictions, and mine was that I hope we get Jarek McKinnon more involved. Um, maybe Andy was just holding holding him out yeah. for the playoffs. He, mm-hmm. he kind of does this, so uh, a lot of those trick plays were back. Um, I felt like we'd had very vanilla offensive game plans the last three three games yeah. before this. So it's good to see opening up the playbook. It's good to see Pat just 
slinging it downfield and and um yeah it was just it was a blast uh, i just got a text from benny our cousin he said he overheard a guy at work say that he left the stadium after the scoop and score because mm-hmm. he had given up on the game but yep. his wife wouldn't leave okay uh so he had to listen to the car the game in his car in the mm-hmm. parking lot the rest of the game that's a so certain shout type out to of that fan. guy that's a shout certain out to that guy fan. who did that uh and, and helped us turn things around yeah that's a super <laughs> uh certain type of fan we're going to be talking about our our favorite types of fans uh, because we had some run-ins with some fans yeah. um, at the game. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I was in a very bad place. I was in a very dark place after the first five possessions. And I was, was saying out loud, this is the worst team in NFL playoff history and we're down 0-7 mm-hmm. to them. So um, it was again, dark, dark. made sure the Steelers fans heard me when I said that. But um, but yeah, it was it was bad. And then, yeah, and then we just went... Nu- nuclear and and it was a blast. Uh, it was fun. Um, all right, so that's uh, let's get into or so. I guess we got Buffalo coming up, which I can't wait for that game. Uh, Going to be a ton of fun at Arrowhead too. Yeah, so, um, Chiefs open up as two and a half point favorites. Um, I think we should be more at home. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say like four and a half, um, but uh, but yeah, it, it, hopefully you know it's gonna be billed as a shootout as Mahomes and I versus- hope we get that. Uh, Mahomes versus uh, Josh Allen again for the second year in a row. Um, really, this is the—I think this is really the deciding game of the AFC. I think whoever wins this game between us and the Bills is going to win the AFC championship game I against agree. either the Bengals or the Titans. Um, they're just—they're neither Bengals or Titans are, are are nearly as good as the Chiefs or Bills. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I hope it's a shootout. I hope we win. 54 49 yeah. i don't care i would love that um all right so let's move into some openings uh for this week we got a handful of them uh first being uh the call sign brewery which i don't have a link to any of these oh so you don't know how to google no mm. uh-huh okay what do, what do you know So what were you doing uh i was putting some chief notes together <laughs> Yeah, Call Sign Brewery uh, um, is opening. Uh, it's actually been open since 2018, but it's upgrading to a uh, much bigger space, going from 3,000 square foot uh, operation um, to 23,000 square feet of operation. Uh, they're going to have two tap rooms. This is uh, founded, again, back in 2018 by a U.S. Air Force vet. So uh, veteran-owned and founded. So Call Sign, that's like, you know, Maverick, Goose, Iceman. Uh, Okay. Um, so I wonder if there'll be a. Still haven't seen Top Gun yet. Really? Yeah. I, I thought just, you watched it. I want to. I just I still haven't. Yeah, it's I've hard, got a sweet Top Gun shirt to now, but yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, so yeah, that's Call Sign Brewery. This is in North Kansas City. Again, they're uh, expanding. Um, you know, basically times seven their current uh, capacity. So um, trying to get a bigger footprint of that North Kansas City uh, action up there. So that's Call Sign Brewery. Uh, it's open. Right All now. right. Uh, next up, we've got Buck Tui, uh barbecue going into the Plowboys on 75th and Metcalf going into that space. So yeah, so uh, they were originally pumped to have Buck Tui have another brick and mortar space. So no, they're not. It's they're not, not another one. Oh, it's, they, they were going to go out and over the park. Yeah, yeah. So they were supposed to open up at 121st and you know, 121st and Overland Park. Yeah. Um, but uh, they um, they have a food truck in Old Overland Park, and like on Saturdays, that's when they operate. Is in Old Overland Park out of their food truck. So 
At the farmer's market. At the yeah. farmer's market. So the majority of their fans are like, are right there in old OP and, and whatnot. So this place on 75th and Metcalf, um, the old Plowboys, this makes a lot more sense, I think, for them. Um, Teddy, oof, Teddy Loiberda, Loiberda um, is the owner of this. They also own Waldo Thai. Waldo Thai. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's Thai uh, barbecue, essentially, is what it is. So, um, you know, they've already got pits and smokers and whatnot mm-hmm. and plowboys. So I assume that makes a lot more sense. Plowboys did not have a bar. Um, this is going to have a, like a full oh, bar and all yeah. that good stuff. So it's a big space, which makes me a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird space like that shopping that 75th and Metcalf. It's yeah. yeah very, very ugly. It's ugly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm rooting for them. I want this to succeed, but that area is very dead. There's nothing over there other than the Sheridans. That's like the only yeah, I'm real already business. Planning out my night to go okay. fuck Tui, top it off with some dirt and worms at Sheridans, mm. Mm. Mount Rushmore. Yeah, off yeah. the off the menu, off menu item. item. Just tell them. Uh, just tell them. They know. <laughs> tell, they know. Tell them we sent you. Uh, but yeah, that's Buck Tui's. I think it's open uh, or by the end of February. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, also, we got uh, a lot of openings we this do. week. We do. Uh, Dave's hot. Chicken coming to KC as well. Dave's Hot Chicken. Dave's Hot Chicken. Uh, it's an LA-based company, I think. Yeah, uh, kind of street food. There you go. What'd so, you do? How'd you... I googled it. Oh, you googled it. I googled it. Yeah. Yep. That's what I. Um, yeah, it was founded in Cali as like a pop-up uh, hot chicken place, and then they they franchised and got moving real quick. So it was only founded like five years ago, I think. Oh wow. Um, there's about forty locations right now in California. Um, and there's 10 locations in the next five years in Kansas City Metro. Oh, wow. We'll see about that. Mm-hmm. That's what they have an agreement with, a franchise agreement, is 10 locations in five years. That sounds like a lot. Oh, yeah. And I'll be interested to see the menu. I don't really like hot chicken. Mm. Like the Nashville hot chicken. Yeah. I, I would take buffalo-flavored chicken over mm. that any okay. day. Okay. Uh-huh. Interesting. So I think I like hot chicken better than buffalo. Wow. Not me. Uh, and I, so yeah, that's interesting. I mean, uh, we'll yeah, see. 10 locations in five years, like Gus's is really good and people like Gus's, but it's not very crowded very often. Uh-huh. Um, and 10 locations is a lot. Like, I don't know if there's 10 Chick-fil-A's in, in like Kansas City. Oh yeah. You think so? A lot. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if there's 10 oh, yeah. Arby's in Kansas City. I don't know that either. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just 10 a lot. 10 is a lot, uh, for a city this size, uh, so right. we'll see, but we'll that's see. Dave's Hot Chicken. They haven't said when the first one's going to uh, open, but the pictures look good. It looks good. Okay. Uh, also, we've got uh, Pizza Tassio. 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 Yes, sir. Uh, so we've got some New York-style pies coming to KC. Yes. got to okay. call them pies. No, that annoys me when call people say, because the article that I found this at it said, Pizza Tassio hopes to bring New York-style pizza to KC or something like that. Johnny Joe's has been around for a while. Okay. And Johnny Joe's is amazing. It's very delicious. And that's New York style pizza too. So like, let's pump the brakes on bringing it to Kansas City. Um, but this place looks good. I'm still going to like this place and, yeah. and go to it. It's the um, the owner and founder of Il Lazarone is opening this. So Il Lazarone is Neapolitan style. I love This Il is Lazarone. going to be New York style. Uh, this is also going to be in North Kansas City. North Kansas City continues to have a moment. Mm-hmm. They just don't have a grocery store. It's not a single grocery store. You got to go all the way up to the Hy-Vee. Uh, yeah, there's nothing like close to that. No, like downtown, that downtown North Kansas City. main stretch of, uh-huh. of North Kansas City, not a single grocery store. Yeah, I think you have to go 
don't even play. know if there's a liquor store. There is. I don't know if in that stretch though. Yeah, there's that CVS. They need a, they need a grocery store there. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but yeah, pizza looks really good. It's gonna be right by Chicken and Pickle, um, New York style. So I assume that that means like you'll be able to buy you the know, slice, buy the slice, and then like they keep it in the fridge, and then when you order it, they pop it in the oven real quick, um, which is like my favorite way to eat pizza. So. Uh, yeah, Pizza Tasio. Uh, see an opening date in that article? Uh, I did not. Okay. No. I don't know when it's opening. But soon. Keep an eye out for it. <laughs> uh, all right. Also. Uh, it's a really long article. Oh, it's supposed to be open next week. Open next hope. week. They Maybe that means be. this week. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Right by Chicken and Pickle. <clears throat> also, uh, did we mention this last week? The Bucky's coming no, to Missouri? Definitely not. Okay. Uh, so, Bucky's. The uh, Texas-based uh, giant gas station, basically. Massive. It's massive, which I did have a personal pine tar about this. I went in there, and they have all this incredible food, mm-hmm. beef jerky, barbecue, all of this, and I left with like a bag of Skittles, I think. Yeah, I, I really that was, messed that was up. a bad one. I really messed up. Uh, but Bucky's is coming to Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, so Springfield. I'm guessing Texans were like, all right, well, when I leave Texas and I drive to the Lake of the Ozarks, mm-hmm. I run out of gas and then I can't go to Bucky's. Mm-hmm. So now we give them a now Bucky's. Now we give them yeah, a Bucky's. The so this That's is like, I don't, if you've never been to a Bucky's, it's it's really hard to um, to make you believe exactly how big they are mm-hmm. because. The first time I went, like, I was like, oh, okay, it's a big gas station. Like, we have those big quick trips. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But it's probably 10 times bigger than the quick trips. Yeah, like a big quick trip might have 10 pumps. Yeah. The big- no, no, no. That's only five. A big tri- quick trip will have, like, 25 pumps, probably. Okay, yeah. Some of the Buckies will have 200 pumps. Yes. This uh-huh. one will have over 100 pumps. Um, the actual, so it's... a. It's bigger than you're imagining. The mm-hmm. The actual store is like the size of a Walmart. So the convenience store going in there, not the size of, but it's the size of a, of a high V yeah. of a, of a smaller high V and it's a gas station convenience store. And half of it's the, the typical gas station stuff like candy and, and, um, and soda and the wall full of water, bo- bottled water and all that good stuff. And then the other half is just like, Decorate your home. Decorate your home. Yeah. yeah. With with Bucky's themed stuff. So much like chuggy. Um, That's a good word for it. Chuggy, live, laugh, love. Yeah. So much like live, laugh, love stuff. Uh-huh. Um, or like if you own a cabin at Table Rock, um, you probably have all of like your probably yeah. entire cabin was was decorated with Bucky's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff you got from Bucky's. Or it so, will be. Yeah, it will be now. So uh-huh. did you know Bucky's has 40 locations? That's more than I would have guessed. Because I only know of like two in Texas that that you can are, are relatively close to like Texas is big. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. People uh-huh. forget. Yep. Um, but yeah, so but Bucky's does have locations in Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. So this is the first um, move into Missouri. Um, God, who'd have thought Mizzou joining the SEC would? It's a very have southern all state. All of now. these, uh-huh. we have turned into like Brian state. Kelly going to <laughs> going to Louisiana. Yeah, uh-huh. like that's that's Missouri now. Like the entire state. We should just adopt. We should just be Missouri now. Like, the entire state. It's like the really lean disease of the boot heel. Like you know those those documentaries when they show like. Uh, the Blitzkrieg and Germans like moving through France uh-huh. and like the way they illustrate that is like, you know, 
red line just moving up through France. And uh-huh. That's like it's like the boot heel, and it, that has just like spread across the, southern, the entire yep. state and uh-huh. like the southernness southern of Missouri, um, all because Mizzou joined the SEC. Yep. So we get a Bucky's now. Uh-huh. What a great, what a great uh, <laughs> consolation prize for joining the SEC. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, but again, go, yeah. If you haven't been to a Bucky's, you have to go. I, I, you, you, I still, still don't think you'll believe how big it is. It's set to open June 2023. So this is like a Nordstrom. Get this the is hype like going. Building the Nordstroms on the plaza, uh-huh. like that's how long it takes to build this thing because it's so big. Um, all right, let's move into a little what we try this week. Uh, this week I got to try some uh, Mean Mule tequila. Mm. Um, have you have you ever been down to the actual the distillery? Distillery. Uh uh-uh. uh it's cool. What's uh where is it? In the crossroads, crossroads. on like 18th and Summit yeah. or 18th and Locust. <clears throat> uh, so I got to try their tequila, mm. uh, which they finish in like oak barrels there. Uh, also, they can't call it tequila. Because it's not made in Mexico. I think this is made in Mexico, though. Oh, okay. And then I think they finish aging it here okay. in their oak barrels, mm. the Missouri oak barrels. Are you barrels. sure it doesn't say agave spirit on it? It says tequila on it. Okay. All yeah. right, then. So I'm pretty sure so it's, it's made, made in, in Mexico. They bring Echo it here. in Mexico? Yep. They bring it here. Um, and yeah, it was phenomenal. I, I like sipping tequila now. Wait, did we do Mean Mule as part of the lake episode? I can't we did remember blind tequila we did. tasting? I can't remember. Because I drank way too much tequila that day. Yeah. Um, I almost peed my pants during that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That one uh, was a train wreck. But uh, yeah, so mean mule, teque- mean mule Tequila, really good gift. Yeah. So the, because it's like scotch, like scotch has to be made in Scotland. Right. Tequila has to be made in Mexico. So there are a couple other distilleries. And I know Mean Mule has one that they make 100% here and they have to call it Agave Spirit. Okay. can't call it tequila, but yeah, Mean Mule, the place, uh, like the bar and distillery is also a really fun place to hang out. They have an event space down there too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. This week I, uh, did restaurant week at my number uh, one, my number one pick in the, yeah. in the draft last week. No, what do we call it? A mixed plate? Mixed plate. Yeah. Uh, oof. and, uh, yeah, Twelogy is amazing. Um, it, I'm very glad it was number one on my list because it is that good. Um, this is Taiwanese street food, if you don't remember. So like Tuology started, I think like four or five years ago out in the Lenexa market, like that Lenexa kind of parlor city center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, 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 not city center. I think it's like on Santa Fe. I don't think it's like the new city center. Oh, okay. Then I don't know. Anyways, they, they have like a parlor type situation out in Lenexa called the Lenexa market. It started out there. And moved into the Blue Stem spot in Westport. Just opened. I mean, we talked about it, but it just opened a few months ago, maybe. Uh-huh. And yeah, we did Restaurant Week there. It was awesome. There's four things on the menu for Restaurant Week. Um, the only bummer was that you had to order from Restaurant Week. They didn't even pass out the regular menus. Oh, okay. So, um, but went with another couple. So it was. We did um, some ramen, which was amazing. So next time I go, I just want to like go back and get the ramen. Mm-hmm. Um, we did some gyozas. Yeah, there you uh-huh. go. Uh, we did some bao sandwiches. Ooh, yeah. And then uh-huh. we did. Um... So is it shareable food? Mm-hmm. Or... Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we were just like sharing it all, passing it around, and, okay. and uh, had amazing, amazing old fashions as well okay. that were part of like. Um, the restaurant week thing. So like really, really good old fashioned, um, really good, uh, food all the way around. I want to go back and explore the entire menu. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, delicious. And it's a really cool 
looking restaurant. Like they did the kitchens wide open. So you get to see everything in the kitchen. It was awesome. Good, good experience. Good stuff. Um, all right. Uh, <clears throat> our interview this week, we've got Sean Keen. He is the owner. Scott. Scott Keen. Scott Keen. He is the owner of uh, Fajita Pete's, uh, which just opened up out in Overland Park. Uh, it's a Texas-based um, kind of franchise, but Scott's a Kansas City guy, lives here. He opened up Fajita Pete's. It was nice enough to bring in some food for us to try. Ooh, yeah. Those fajitas were phenomenal. The so, fajitas were um, very, very good. Yeah, so we're going to talk to Scott this week all about Fajita Pete's. Okay, today we are joined by Scott Keen. He is the owner of Fajita Pete's out in Overland Park. Uh, Scott, I think a good place to start is maybe tell us a little bit about the food that you've brought us here that we've gotten to try. Delicious, yeah. by the way. Yeah, hey, thanks, man. I'd love yeah. to. Um, so Fajita Pete's is uh, fresh grilled Tex-Mex uh, and margaritas. We serve uh, Overland Park through catering, um, a lot of delivery. Most of our food goes out the door packaged in either catering or for delivery. Uh, we're right there on 135th and Antioch uh, in a plaza next to Coaches and Twisted Fresh. Um, and, uh, yeah, been there since April of last year. And, uh, yeah, that's, I, I just call 135th. It's just like 135th and, and the out there. Right. Cause like that 135th <laughs> strip, it's just like, I never know where anything is as far as the cross street. If it, if you just say it's on 135th, like I'll find it just by, just by driving up and down that, because it's just, it's just loaded with businesses and food places. And, and so you said, it's a catering and takeout. Most of the food goes out the door takeout. So Fajita Pete's is not like, it's not the Chipotle of fajitas, right? It, it's, you guys want to do fajitas that are catered, carry out, and that's kind of your focus, right? Yeah. I mean, first of all, um, so our, our food is fresh grilled Tex-Mex. It's not like Chipotle. Yeah. Um, all of our ingredients are, uh, you know, all of our food products are made fresh in the store every day. Uh, there's nothing coming out of a bag, into, you know, from a boiling pot of water um, onto your plate. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely carry out. I mean, we have a table for four and counter space for nine. And some people do come in for lunch. Uh -huh. but, uh, but most of the food is just packaged in microwavable, recyclable containers. And, and uh, the food holds up really well to go. So what's the history? Where did this start? Um, is fajita pizza like your idea or did it did it start somewhere else? What's kind of the history of it? No, I'm not that creative. Uh, <laughs> so um, Pete is an actual guy, 40-something-year-old Colombian dude, lives in Houston. His family's always been in restaurants, and uh, he opened the first fajita pizza in 2008 and, uh, you know, um, started franchising it a few years ago. Uh, currently, we have 25 stores in the system. We're the only one outside of the state of Texas, and uh, my wife and I jumped in. Uh, started last summer, but like it's our summer of 2020, but opened in yeah. April of 21. Years, years just, I, I never know what year it is or what <laughs> year right. things started because the last two just blended right. together. Right, just kind of crazy. Yeah, and it seems like uh, now that we've got to try the food, a lot of it is made homemade. Like you're even making tortillas every day in the store too? Yeah, handmade tortillas. We start with flour and water in the store. We make corn tortillas the same way. Um, mm. Yeah, proteins are fresh, grilled. Um Guacamole starts with avocado. I mean, it's all fresh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I make pretty good fajitas at home. It's like one of my kind of go-to. Uh, I have like, you know, five meals that I kind of rotate through, fajitas being one of them. Um, I think mine are pretty good. What What's your guys' secret? Because I just kind of season mine with some seasoning um, and then throw it on the grill. Uh, what, what's your guys' kind of secret to making that meat a little bit better? 
The way you described yours is the way that I would describe a lot of the uh, the Mexican restaurants in Kansas City. Too. Okay. I mean, seasoning and throwing them on the grill, whereas we're actually marinating our proteins, our chicken and beef marinated in a lime and pineapple marinade, and uh, it makes them super tender and juicy. Yeah. I mm. Well, we had some, and I can confirm the tenderness of the beef. Yeah. Very <laughs> good. Uh, so you weren't always in the restaurant business, right? So was it like a, I tasted fajita pizza and I need to... Open one of these stores type of moment that you had, or how did you get into the business with uh, Fajita Pete's? Yeah, kind of like that. No, I'm, I've always been a corporate guy, um, 20 something years of retail operations, um, finance, sales. Uh, most recently with a very big company called Sprint that merged with T Mobile. Mm. Um, I got We side- know them here yeah. in Kansas City. You yeah. know those guys? <laughs> I got sidelined, um, like a lot of folks, and uh, just, just my what talked it over with my wife. We really wanted to own something, create a legacy for the family, and uh, started looking at businesses. Uh, went to Franchise.com and you know looked at all the ones that they said to get into that were low risk, mm-hmm. like dry cleaning. Um, and uh, exciting you know, business, yeah, it is dry very cleaning. Exciting. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I had a friend of mine who uh, lives in Houston, uh, been buying fajitas from Pete, kind of knows Pete. And uh, knew Pete was franchising and said, hey, Scott, you got to come down and try Pete's fajitas. It looks like a great business model because it's carry out, mm-hmm. right? And it was in the middle of COVID. And I said, oh, shoot, I'm not looking to get into restaurants. And plus, I had a favorite fajita place in Houston, and it wasn't Pete's. What was it? I, I love Houston fajitas. You do? Lupe do. Tortilla was my favorite. Okay, I don't know that one. It's a big city. Yeah. it's. I love, <laughs> I love Alma Latina, though. It's, yeah. I, the fajitas there are, are phenomenal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, actually, that's exactly what I said. To, his name is Scott, too. Scott called me and was telling me the story. And I said, dude, uh, first of all, you know I like Lupe Tortilla. <laughs> Second of all, I'm not into restaurants. Yeah. And uh, he goes, I was no, working at Sprint, like the exact opposite <laughs> exactly. of, of working at a restaurant. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, so Heather and I, you know, shortly after that, got on the flight, went down. We met with Pete and uh, his team. And uh, first of all, Pete's just an amazing guy, super good leader, um, a visionary, uh, obviously. And, uh, and they have a good model. I mean, I was more intrigued by the operations of the business model mm-hmm. than I was the food. The food is good. Yeah. I mean, if the food had not been good, I would not be sitting here but talking you're not about a, it. you're not a chef. I'm not so a chef. So the food wasn't like your, your biggest draw to the idea. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it was more just like, I'm sure Pete, you know, kind of is, is very charismatic and kind of sold his idea to you. Yeah, he's a good. He's actually a very humble guy. Yeah, um, I'd call him charismatic too, though. He's a good guy. Um, but no, nah, it was the business model. I mean, it's a very simple, you know, business model. Very small footprint, thirteen hundred square feet. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, most of the food is to go delivered. We yeah. cater- catering is really what the operation is. I mean, as the owner, I think of it as a catering operation first. And um, you know, there's a ton of opportunity in catering. You know. Yeah. yeah. So you 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 have your spot out at one hundred thirty fifth. Are you looking to expand fajita pizza in a couple other neighborhoods within kansas city or or the midwest oh yeah no doubt i mean um heather and i signed up to be the area developers for the franchise in kansas city and uh, we signed up for several franchises and uh i mean we want to grow um you know uh, economic conditions being what they are it's a little bit challenging but uh but we're in it for the long term Mm -hmm. and it seems like to go and catering is very popular right now with maybe people not dining in as much so it makes sense uh what was my question though? Oh, uh, I feel like it traveled really well. Like, I mean, I, I'm not sure when the food was cooked that got here, but how do you keep everything so so fresh mm. as it's it's traveling to to catering events? 
Yeah, well, the food I brought you guys, I cooked yesterday, reheated in the microwave. Perfect. Now, yeah, thanks. But, thanks. Uh, <laughs> no, it, you're, you're right. It does travel really well. I mean, you know, one, you know, as we get into the finer points of what feed a pizza is and what the food does, I mean, the traveling part is is obviously a, a very good component of our business. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, and we were talking about this too, as you brought food in and like us, we were all sitting around the table eating. Tucker was eating. Tucker was eating. A lot. He said the case was fire. <laughs> um, but but we were talking about how fajitas are just such like a, a group and, and sharing um, type of meal. And you like kind of come together around fajitas and you just kind of make them with your hand. And yeah. Crowd, crowd pleasers start with a handmade tortilla cake. Some people don't even get past that, right? They just mm-hmm. take the tortilla. Oh, they yeah. either eat it by itself or dip it in the case. You ever put good. butter, just um, squeezable butter on tortillas? My wife does. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, uh, I think it might be a Midwest thing, the squeezable butter. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, I can't believe it's not butter. Just put that on a hot tortilla. It's good. Ooh, so good. Um, you also brought us some tequilas, but, <laughs> or sorry, not tequila, some margaritas. Maybe it's the, the margaritas might be, yeah, talking. Yeah, it yeah. probably is. Um, you, you brought us some margaritas, but, but they're kind of, they're packaged frozen. And so they come in this nice packaged and they're frozen. How are, how are your margaritas made and, and what makes them easy to go? Hey, thanks for asking because uh, that, that is just another example of, you know, Pete's ingenuity. He's a really smart guy. Not only does he deliver fresh grilled, you know, fajitas like no other, but we also have a margarita product that we get from Houston and we serve it frozen in the store uh, to go. Um, so you can come in and get a 20 ounce. You can come in and get a half gallon. You can come in in Kansas and get up to a gallon per person because we have weird liquor laws. Mm-hmm. But um, it's uh, it's 10 and a half percent alcohol by volume, but it's not tequila. It's a a uh, it's made the alcohol is derived from fermented citrus. Okay. So I'm not a scientist, but I always mm-hmm. just picture like oranges, lemons, limes, grapefruits rotten in a barrel, creating alcohol, and they yeah, sure. somehow make tequila or make. Uh, Margaritas out of it. They're delicious though. Kind of like people s- love them. Sangria a little bit. What about? Um, do you guys ever think about putting shrimp on the menu as a protein? Yeah, we uh, we we thought about it. We did it. Uh, we have shrimp on the menu, and uh, it's, it's funny you should ask because uh, we we when we opened last April, we started selling shrimp like crazy, and we were actually selling more shrimp than any other fajita pizza store. I think in Texas. shrimp fajitas <laughs> are like my favorite fajita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're telling me you you sold more shrimp fajitas in Kansas City than in Houston. Well, and I'll tell you the reason why, and it'll make perfect sense, because you, you, you don't go to a lot of places in Kansas City where you can get a shrimp entree. Sure. Um, but in Texas, especially in Houston, I mean, you can get shrimp anywhere. So. Mm-hmm. I um, imagine every everywhere has shrimp. So I feel like the only thing that you're missing is um, the sizzle from the he- fajita. You know, mm-hmm. like at the restaurant where they bring it out and the, the, the pan is sizzling. Do you have a version of that at all? Maybe like bring a Bluetooth speaker with you, like yeah. to the catering and, <laughs> or, and get or the lid, fajita sizzle. A lid with a speaker on it. And like it, when you open the lid, it like it like plays a like you know how ooh, you know like the greeting card technology? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and put uh, put a little fajita sizzle on that. It's only gonna start working inside. on that, guys. But uh <laughs> hey, if if you do decide to eat inside of our store, again, we have table for four counter space for nine, two tables outside. Okay. Um, we will serve you fajitas on a sizzling Oh, we got platter. a sizzle there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I wanted to make sure. The next thing yeah. is the is the greeting card technology with it's the speaker coming. in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. 20, 2022 or three, I'm not sure, but we'll work on it. Yeah. So you guys are the, the first expansion, the first franchise outside of the state of Texas. You said there's, I think, 23 in, in Texas and then one here. Um, why did Pete decide, like, Overland Park – 
was was the next spot was is it just you convinced him or did he kind of have his because we were talking about this not too long ago where like kansas city and overland park sometimes it's like a testing ground for mm-hmm. like fast food and fast casual type places yeah pete's a smart guy he didn't pick overland park he picked heather and scott okay there and you go we picked overland park there mm-hmm. we go. yeah so um we i think by the way the next for you to pete's territory outside of texas is probably denver okay that makes sense. yes we got it before denver this is huge. That is huge. Everything always goes to Denver first. Well, we beat Denver in a lot of things. We right? do. Go, we do. But a lot point. of times the like restaurants yeah. and all those trendy things hit yeah. Denver and then us. <clears throat> so take that Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys uh, have a, like part of your logo and, and everything is these scooters, um, like little Vespa, Vespa scooters. Do you guys deliver on the scooters? A lot of people ask that question. <laughs> uh, no, we do not. Um, I mean... I'm not saying we ne- we we have before, <laughs> okay. um, but uh, they you know it not very often. Yeah, mm-hmm. with, with your guys' fajitas, there's a pepper on top. What what kind of pepper is that? It's a jalapeno. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Very it's good. a you know a grilled jalapeno. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, when I make fajitas, I do uh, green pepper and onion, mm-hmm. and the smell of cooked green peppers has changed for me. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you why that was, but I don't I don't know if you said you're not a scientist. Are you a doctor? Can you tell me that? <laughs> Neither of those, and no, I really can't. Um, okay, dang it. Okay, what about you? We talked a lot about like uh, kind of the pros of the catering business, um, how that guy, how that's a benefit for you guys. Do you guys ever get any like weird catering requests? What's the weirdest one you've gotten? Maybe like has anybody asked a, I don't know, a weird delivery spot or um, an extreme amount of food for? very little people. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I mean, maybe it's because we haven't been doing it that long. Okay. But, um, You'll get nah, that. I mean, most of the catering is, uh, I, I say ordinary, but anybody that's in the catering business knows that every single job is a little bit different. You yeah. know, um, we've done uh, weddings up to 250 people. We did a few grad parties last year. Nice. Um, lots Can you imagine of, being at a wedding and yeah. seeing that? Fajita yeah. Pete's. Oh, okay. They loved it. It was in yeah. Tonganoxie. Yeah. It was a great wedding, beautiful wedding in a bar in Tonganoxie, an hour from Fajita Pete's. And yeah. as a you know illustration of how the uh, the food holds up, I mean, everybody there loved Good it. Point. We serve shrimp, actually. There you oh, go. Nice. There's, a, there's a show, old show on Showtime called Party Down, and it's about a catering business. Uh, Adam Scott's in it, uh, a, a few others. It's very funny. You should watch it for educational purposes. Because uh, every catering scenario in that show is is just like off the walls and yeah. uh, it's very good. Um, I'm having uh, Mexican food catered to my wedding. I'm getting married out in California though, so fajita uh, pizza was, wasn't an option, but yeah. I can't wait it for holds the up really fajitas well. and tacos. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but I think this place is doing um, churros and they're making them mm. there, coming so. right out of the fryer. Do you guys That's, have churros or dessert? We, we have the churros is our most popular dessert, um, okay. and it's a really good product. Again, like I, I do think I do give Pete like all the credit in the world. He's a smart guy, his team is really brilliant, and um, they they really as a franchise, you know, because I couldn't have picked all these ingredients or products, but the churros is another product that comes from a shop in Houston. And uh, it's delicious. They are delicious. They're the most popular dessert. We serve it with um, a Ghirardelli caramel. Mm. And uh, people mm. just, like, it's great. And if you if you check out your guys' uh, social media, it's all about, like, your involvement with the community. And, and, and Fajita Pete is, is 
uh, and his places in, in Houston and in Texas yeah. that have been there for a while. They have yeah. all these fundraisers with high school football teams and soccer teams and different <clears throat> charities. Um, tell us a little bit about that and how, how the community side of it you know, started. It's a great point. It's good, good to bring up because in order to be a franchisee, I mean, pizza giver, he always has been. You can walk into his store and he's got like, you know, some plaques on the wall, you know, pictures of him sponsoring, you know, little little league teams and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, we, we uh, so in order to qualify, you, you have to be kind of, you know, have to buy into the values and, mm -hmm. you know, Heather and I fit in. And uh, and actually on our wall, if you come into our store, and I hope you do, um, you'll see that we have a, uh, a mural on the wall of the, you know, two and a half miles around our store, our little bubble, our community. Yeah. Uh, we have all the teachers, preachers, coaches, first responders represented on that wall, a mural, if you will. And uh, oh, we, we've done probably, we've partnered with, I think almost every elementary school on the wall and a couple of middle schools, cause we we're just getting started mm -hmm. uh, for restaurant nights. Um, and we've also, you know, delivered fajitas to our local fire station. Um, and uh, probably just d disappears. Oh yeah, they love it, dude. <laughs> everybody loves this food. That's, yeah. the that's the best thing we have going for us is that everybody loves the food. Yeah, so. I would say good food is a, is a great way to start a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great point. So like, uh, so it sounds like people can kind of do like a a charity night with you and a, a portion yeah. of the proceeds go to what they're supporting. That's that's exactly the way it works awesome. with the schools. They promote it on their social media. The principal sends out an email. And then, you know, every order that we get that night uh, for that school, we give a portion of the proceeds back to the school. All right. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys are, are getting started and, uh, you know, grabbing a footprint in the community, which is awesome. The food's phenomenal. So thanks. Yes. Can confirm. Yes. We all had at least one fajita. We had some queso. We had some guac. We had some margs, margs. Mm -hmm. beforehand. It is all very, very good. Yeah. All right. So, uh yeah, Scott, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate My it. My pleasure. Thank you. I'm guessing people can order online pretty easily. Order online for catering. Call the store. Yeah, those are the best ways. Call the I mean, store. Ask yeah. for Scott. Catering can be complicated <laughs> sometimes. Just call the store. I'm there every day right now. So, yeah. Awesome. All right, Scott, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks uh, to Scott for joining us this week. Thanks for bringing the food. If you go and uh, get some food from Fajita Pete's, Tell them that we sent you. Give us a yes, shout out. Definitely do G that. Get us give us a shout out. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the fajitas were great. Very shareable. Good mar good margs. Oh yeah, the marg. I still have that in my freezer. Oh, you do? Yeah. You should have uh -huh. brought it to the tailgate. It would have stayed. I know. Take okay, it well. Next week. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Soft. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh let's see. Let's move into another uh boulevard. Who deserves a beer? Uh, I guess we're giving Jason Sudeikis the one this week. Yeah. Uh, cause Ted Lasso winning more award, <clears throat> winning more award, awards. My voice is Well, Jason gone. Sudeikis won an, an Emmy for best yeah. acting in a comedy Again, series. Back to back. Yeah. So back to back for, uh, for our guy, Jason Sudeikis. Um, I guess the, I guess the Emmys or maybe it was a golden globe. What he won. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Can't even get it right. One of them is like not televised anymore because uh, the uh because the uh for hollywood foreign press got canceled or something like that oh really yeah they got into some they got it was emmy yeah they did was I, it on tv i i saw people tweeting about it and i was trying I to find it on non-sports in a long time <laughs> yeah i haven't either uh but i was trying to find it that night because i saw people tweeting about it and i couldn't find it on network television 
Hmm. I remember. Okay. Interesting. I think it was like a Sunday night and I couldn't find it. Well, yeah, it was probably during a football game. Why would they do that? Yeah, I don't but know. But Jason Sudeikis won. He's our Boulevard Who Deserves a Beer. Um, Boulevard Brewing Company Who Deserves a Beer. I was also going to, uh, I forgot to add this, but my other Boulevard Who Deserves a Beer um, just retired. John Lester. Because <laughs> when we went, you know, the 2014, 2014 AL wild card yeah. game. Um, thank you, John Lester. You were one of my favorite uh-huh. Oakland A's of all time um, for letting us back into that game. Uh-huh. Um, so And not being able to make And not being able throw. to throw a pickoff mm-hmm. and us stealing seven bases on you. Yep. Um, and that poor catcher who was just like, if Lester could just hold the guy on base, <laughs> I wouldn't be getting burned. Uh-huh. Um, so he was also my boulevard who deserves a beer. And then, uh, and then also... Um, uh, Graham Zusi just signed another contract. One more year. One more year. With sporting. Okay. So I think this is his swan song. Um, and uh, he's going to, you know, he already has most games played. Um, uh, longest tenure with any MLS team for any MLS player. Um, so I think, I think Graham, he just signed a contract for one more year. Okay. Um, all right. Let's move into our personal pine tar this week. Uh, how'd it go? Selling a car on Facebook. Selling a car on Facebook, um, yeah, it's definitely the worst thing ever. Uh-huh. Um, I'm amazed that there's not, there probably is, there's probably a company out there that you can have sell your stuff on Facebook. It's like uh, in 40-year-old version. <laughs> we sell your stuff on eBay. We sell your stuff on eBay, and uh-huh. <laughs> Fat Jonah Hill is just like, um, I really like these shoes. Uh, I didn't want to buy them. And she's like, well, you have to go on eBay to buy them. And he's like, okay, but I just want to buy them here. It's the... <laughs> platform shoes with the goldfish yeah. in them so there's probably a company like that that sells your stuff on facebook it would be worth it um mm-hmm. because i guess i listed the car we sold a car uh it was a it was a toyota corolla i guess i listed it too low yeah i listed it for more than i w- was expecting to get out of it i listed it for 60 percent more than i was going to get via a trade-in so uh-huh. i was like okay this is this is good i'll weed out some people I got 45 replies oh, in the wow. first like six hours. Like, uh, I want the car. When can I come and see it? So then I'm trying to th- schedule all of these um, test drives for people to come by and see it. And so I eventually, you know, just decided to copy and paste a, a very, um, people probably thought I was being rude, but I just had to respond to so many people. So I had a copy and paste that was just like, this is my floor. There's no negotiating. There's a lot of interest only come if you're going to pay this amount or more. And then, so I had like seven test drives scheduled for one afternoon. (laughs) Of course I sold the car on the first test drive and then I got all these. So then I had to cancel the other test drives. Yeah. And, um, cause I wasn't going to like, I wasn't going to do the whole, like, Okay, I, I wanted to be done with it. Yeah. I wanted to be completely done. So, like, if I had let the other seven people come and test drive it, could I have gotten more than I asked for? Maybe, but I was so ready to be done. So mm-hmm. then I send a message on Facebook to all these people that were signed up to test drive. I They're got probably like, not happy. Oh, I got like a F you, dude, or like a total douchebag move. Like, I'm going to rate you bad on Facebook. I was like, I'm not a dealer. <laughs> Rate. I'm not a car dealer. Your Facebook rating is bad now. Yeah. What is that? Where do you uh, but, rate one on Facebook? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I assume you can rate sellers and buyers okay. and stuff. But yeah. like, I got so many mean replies. The person who bought the car was very, very nice. But it only it like makes you want to sell the car to someone mean so that the nice people are the ones you have to tell no to. And then <laughs> it's just like, I mean, straight up, like, 
fuck you, dude. This is not cool. And I'm just like, well, this sucks. <laughs> so and uh, now you've got a bad seller rating. Yeah, You're maybe, maybe. So, um, so, anyways, that was the that was the worst. But we sold it. Uh, done with it. Wiped my hands clean. Um, and uh, yeah, sorry to all those people that wanted to come and see it. Like I never promised that you could have the car. And then I had yeah. people like what I listed it at, and um, someone was like. I can give you I can give you four thousand for it, but uh, I'm gonna have to pay you in monthly payments. And I'm just like, so now I'm a bank, yeah. and I give you a zero interest rate loan from me because you. And it's like, are you what? Why yeah. are you even replying to to me right right now? That was like half what I asked for. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Anyways, there was uh, it was not fun. So um, if you know a company that sells stuff on Facebook, trying to get rid of a mattress too. So. Oh really? Yeah, Go but on. I don't think anyone. I think you. Those. I think you will. I think you have to pay someone to come and get it. It's Ooh. like negative ten dollars for this mattress. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so I, I don't have a personal pie jar this week. Wow. I know. Pretty good week. Mm. Yeah. Let me try to think of one for you. Okay. Um. I don't know. I don't know if I want to say this one. <laughs> I mean, I guess I will in like the most corporate. Um, thing of all time i uh got promoted uh -huh. using air quotes yeah because now i have people reporting to me mm -hmm. um but my title doesn't change and i don't get paid more mm. well you <laughs> this know, is like the most corporate thing of all time the right people's eyes kevin right yeah, yeah it it's is a thought that counts. It's, it's very much just the most corporate move of all time yeah it's just, like it's like i just feel like a schmuck in line like yeah i here i am to report to the corporate mm -hmm. overlords it's like a plot line in, a, <laughs> in like a in like a cbs sitcom yeah. about a workplace comedy it's mm -hmm. like the entire show is around uh getting a promotion without getting paid more like it's yep. such a bad lazy joke um <laughs> yeah, i know it's not CBS even like a put funny it on joke. a comedy yeah uh so there's mine okay um all right, let's do our uh, mixed plate of uh, fans you see at Arrowhead. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these are some of our favorite fans. Do you want to, to are you going to use our experience in your mixed plate, or um, do you want to talk about it? I'm not going to do I'm not either. Okay, let's talk about it. We get to our seats uh, about, well, probably 15 minutes before kickoff or yeah, so. Yeah, the, the, it was, it was uh, before the national anthem. Yeah, before the national anthem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we stood double. Yeah, too deep. Too deep During the, the national, national anthem. anthem. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but we get to our seats and there's Steelers fans in our seats. Steelers. Uh, and again, we have season tickets. We know a lot of people around us, so they were really happy to see us. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the Tims. They were pumped. They thought we they thought they, we had sold our tickets. They thought we sold our tickets uh, to Steelers fans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they were pissed at us because there were Steelers fans in our seats. So we get there and. They are not wanting to move. Uh -huh. They think they're in the the right seats. And our our fans, Chiefs fans, are like, nope, these guys, we see them every week. Yeah. These are definitely their seats. We have season tickets. So we look at their their tickets. Also, it was a keg game. So they were like, well, what seat numbers do you have? And I was like, I'm, I don't know, like two down from everybody blocks. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's this, my seat number. I don't know. Like three down I'm, from the I'm, Tims. I'm, yeah. And then I'm caddy corner from the nobody quits guys. Yeah. So, like, that's where I sit. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I... I see everybody blocks. I see nobody quits. They're both there. Yeah. The Tims are there. Tim Senior, and Tim so Junior. And so I've oriented myself like, okay, well, the girl I guess I'm who makes, nine. The girl who makes jewelry uh -huh. sits right in front of us. Yep. That's I don't know the seat numbers, 
But that's where we sit. Uh huh. So, so that, that's for some why reason, I'm here. they didn't. They didn't. And like as I'm explaining that, I'm like, wait, in ten seconds, that guy's gonna yell, everybody blocks, and then that guy in front of him's gonna yell, nobody quits. I felt like I was like yeah. predicting the future. And Julie in front of like, us so is going to ask <laughs> if we wanted to buy some Chiefs earrings for our, our wives mm-hmm. and and significant others. Yeah, this is how it goes. Yeah, and, and so that's Tim's how we were take, proving. Junior is gonna take a shirt off. Yep. At some point. <laughs> so that's how we were proving. Yeah, Those so, were they, so they show us the tickets. Of course, they're in the right section, which most of the time when people are in our seats on wrong accident, section. they're in the wrong section. They're in the right section. But the tickets were for the row behind us, so they were in the wrong row. They wouldn't believe us. We were like, this is row 28. Um, your tickets say row 29. They're like, no, this is row 28. We saw it walking up. I was like, like th- this is like an objective fact. Just go look at the, <laughs> the, the last seat. Take a look. And you'll see it says 28. So so it took them a while to convince them what row they were in. This is a family of like six people or so. Uh-huh. And then it turns out their ticket said Chiefs versus Bills divisional round playoffs. Mm-hmm. So somehow... And she saw that, the mom who bought the tickets. She definitely saw that really quickly and then tried to like scroll I think out of that it. I think I don't think she realized that of the mistake until that moment. And then she realized she was caught. So she like tried to scroll out of it real quick. And then she tried to show me screenshots. And I was like, well, you know, you can't use screenshots to get into games anymore because of the the passing barcode. So like she then she tried to show me screenshots and I was like, one, this is still row 28. Let's like go back to <laughs> yeah. your fake tickets. These aren't even the right seats for your fake tickets. Yeah. Um, so it, it took them a, about five minutes of convincing. And they were like, well, how did we get into the game if these are fake tickets? And I was like, listen, I'm not the chief technology <laughs> officer for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, I don't know how barcodes work. I don't know. It sounds like barcodes, Mark, Mark Donovan messed up again. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Barcodes have been around for a long time. I still don't know how they work, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not my job. You can either go to guest services or you can not make a fuss so that you don't get kicked out of the game for having fake tickets mm-hmm. and just go find some other seats. But but they can't be here, lady. I, I've got to scream nobody blocks. Yeah. I've got to take my shirt off with the Tims. Like, I need that. Yeah. That's how I do I got to politely refuse uh, for the 10th week buying jewelry. Yes. From Julie. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about fans you see at Arrowhead. I think I got to go first this episode. Okay. Is that right? That sure. seems right. Um, all right, so I'm gonna go with uh oh uh my meat number one here. Uh, I gotta go with the um season tickets are my most expensive purchase of the year fan. Yeah. Uh, the dedication from those fans mm-hmm. who it's like, I know that guy, probably this is his Super Bowl every Sunday mm-hmm. gets to come out here, has been doing it since the nineties. It's it's truly a ritual. Um, they probably are wearing the exact same clothes to the games for like the last mm-hmm. 20 years. Everybody blocks. Um, everybody blocks. Yeah. Um, and, and they're probably like a little older and way too drunk for their age. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those yep. are my favorite. Yeah. Oh, Those sheesh. are my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you say stuff like that, a lot of these yeah. fans are like kind of me too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. So, well, uh, yeah, there's a part of us in all of this. Yes, for sure. I'm Without a doubt. better than that. Um, no. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, speaking of, yeah, getting yeah. too drunk for our age, certainly. Yeah. All right, so. I might have um, just done that less than 24 hours. My meet number one here. Um, I don't know why I love these fans so much, but they're really my favorite fans. It's the tailgate wanderers. Like, mm. people who 
um, come to games, don't set up their own tailgate and just wander around from tailgate to tailgate. Like I love those people. Um, you are always welcome at our tailgate, everyone. And sometimes they, they bring a much needed like energy to the tailgate. If, if maybe the tailgate's like lacking a little bit, like, like, uh, Gage and Mason, like yeah. our, the tailgate was a little stale, uh, just a little bit at the start. And then, you know, Mason gets there and it just like takes it to another level. Uh -huh. And, uh, so I love the tailgate wanderers who just like can park, just park wherever. And, and then just show up with like, you know, a paper case full of, full of bush lights mm -hmm. and, uh, maybe a, a fifth of fireball. And they're like, here, take some fireball. Uh, I'll trade you for yeah. some chili. Yeah. I'll uh, trade you for deal. some cooler space sometimes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Uh, I love the tailgate wanderers. Uh, all right. Uh, I do too. Let's see. I'm going to go with, uh, I, this is one of my favorite fans at Arrowhead now that the Chiefs are really good. The overconfident away fan. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love those people because it's almost like the Steelers fans, it was like cute. It was like, Oh, you like they thought they were going to win. They really did. They really, Even really did. What, what four weeks ago, or what, when yeah. we f played them last time, they like thought they were going to win. Really, really thought they were going to win, and I was like, "That's really cute." Um, after they scored the touchdown, I got in a Steelers fan's video because mm -hmm. uh, he was like, "I don't know what he was doing, taking a video, talking." And I was yeah. just like in the video, I was like, "Hey, just so you know, this is going to be your moment here because Pat Mahomes is on our team." So just. Mm -hmm. Be ready for mm -hmm. that because it's coming for you. Yeah. Uh, and so I love overconfident away fans. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Side number or meet number two, two for me. Um, I'm going to go with the um, the stumbling up the stairs fan. Mm. Um, it's someone like maybe you're there early and you see someone kind of come late to the game and they're just so drunk that they're stumbling walking up the stairs it's just someone that you you know you get to keep an eye on for the rest of the game oh yeah you usually you usually catch them you know the, the, they Sleeping usually take a maybe. nap uh, uh -huh. by second quarter or third quarter um again we've had these people uh in our in our seats before you know it's been it's been us so no yeah. judgment on any, any of these fans um but uh but yeah the stumbling up the stairs um, just you get to keep an eye on them the rest of the game. Uh -huh. um, I uh, I'm gonna go with my uh, side number one to be. Um, you can see it probably probably by the time kickoff happens. Uh, there's a, a family who realizes I shouldn't have brought my kids mm -hmm. uh, up to Raytona Beach because <laughs> up to the third level. Yeah, because maybe I've already taken my shirt off. Maybe you've already screamed screamed some obscenities mm -hmm. and taught kids new words. Mm -hmm. Maybe, uh, but there's always that family who's like. Maybe the mom even covers the kids. I think I've seen a mom cover a kid's eyes behind us before. With your shirt off? Because your shirt was off? Maybe. They need maybe. to cover their ears. <laughs> uh, and then I've seen the covering the ears, uh, the mom like covering the kids' ears. Mm -hmm. uh, so I love when the I see that family. Yeah. Like, oh. How about the Cowboys game when, when there was like an infant up there with us? Oh, I don't remember. An infant? <laughs> uh, like a newborn baby. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't remember that. Um, all right. Side number one for me. Um this is going to be the the completely sober fans that are uh, there and they think that they are there to, like, really analyze the football. Um, so, like, they're not having a ton of fun. Like, those people who, uh, the season ticket holders, who are to the left of us, like yeah, closer down to a couple rows. No, no, no. In our row. Uh-huh. And they, there's four of them and they're all guys. They're, they're, they don't drink. 
and they're very quiet and they just sit there. It's like the same type of fan who keeps score at a score in a scorebook oh, at, at, at a baseball game. Okay, like they just sit, they don't cheer, they're they're quiet and they're just there to to watch the football game and that's it. I, I always sit on the right side of our mm-hmm. by everybody blocks. So yeah. I, I haven't met these fans yet. Okay, I haven't seen. Well, them. they don't talk. Okay, that makes sense that uh-huh. I wouldn't have met them. Uh, do they like us? Are they okay with what we're They're doing? They're okay there? with us. Bringing yeah. the energy. But I walk by them every time to go to the bathroom okay. or whatever, or if I storm out to go watch the game from the concourse because I'm yep. angry. Uh, okay, um, I'm gonna go with uh, the uh, looking for a fight fan. Mm-hmm. Um, just like. You rec- you know these guys because uh, after any comment, they're gonna make sure to like have a rebuttal at you, mm-hmm. or maybe they'll just like see someone and start picking on someone mm-hmm. because yep. they're just trying to provoke someone into a fight, a verbal argument that could possibly lead to punches. Always, and uh, always so does. they're just looking to see whose buttons they could push. Um, and uh, just really looking for a fight. Yep, they exist. That I don't is, know why uh, you come to a game. Looking no, for a fight. there, there was, there's loser. many people like that. Um, mm-hmm. that yeah, they just they really want they wake they wake up in the morning praying for a fight. Yeah, um, yeah, those people are uh, they're everywhere. Uh huh. All right, side number two for me. Wrap it up. Um, I'm going with the opposite of my my meet number or side number one for my side number two, which is the people that are just there for the party. Like don't care They're about Daytona Beach. They don't care They're about the football break. game at all. Um, they are just there to have a good time. Um, they don't even know like who's on the team, who we're playing. They don't know any players. Um, they're just there for a good time, uh-huh. and I appreciate those people as well. Yeah, it, it takes all of these fans to get uh, 142.2. You know, uh, I also said I like the uh, I like the influencer fan mm-hmm. who's there for the picks, yeah. for the gram, or the, or they're doing. You um, see them uh, up against the balcony, probably uh-huh. um, with their boyfriend taking pictures yeah. of or, them, or or the the guys who have like three followers on Instagram, but they're doing an Instagram live like uh, reaction yeah. after the first quarter, mm-hmm. and then it's like it's like dude, there's there's one person watching this, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it'll live on Facebook forever. So yeah. uh, what about? Uh, the complaining fan uh-huh. who every single play call is wrong, mm-hmm. no matter what. If it's a pass, they should have ran. If it's a mm-hmm. run, they should have passed yep. it. Complain um, about the ref too. Those fans are the worst. Oh, like every like every they're fan. yelling at the ref like the ref could hear them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. The negative Nancys. Um, like my where 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 I am on this is like hates their team the most. Like no uh, one criticizes the Chiefs more than me. Very true. Um, and so that is probably really annoying to the people around me. Because mm-hmm. the guy in front of us who has season tickets, who always sits in front of us, he kept on telling me, he's like, listen, man, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I was like, this is the worst playoff football team that's ever existed, and this is what we're doing. And I was in a very, very dark place for the first, yeah, 18 mm-hmm. minutes of game time. Yeah. Um, but I had the guy in front of me saying, tell him, trying to calm me down. It wasn't working. I apologize, friend. But yeah. yeah. Well, all you needed was the Chiefs to score that first touchdown, and then you could cool off, pop your top. Pop the get, top. Get, to get all seven layers off. It was hard. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but shout out Chris Ketz for uh, retweeting. Uh, oh, he did? Yeah. Uh-huh. For retweeting what? Uh, me shirtless up in the stands. Let's go. I know. Yeah. How many? How much exposure I don't did know. that tweet uh, get? I don't know, but someone commented who must know our parents, and they're like, the comment was like, their mom's going to be proud. And I think I, re- I can't, I don't know who it is, but okay. I, nice. I, I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that people who follow Chris Katz also know my mom. Without a doubt. Right? Yeah. yeah. But uh-huh. people are parents age. Should they be on Twitter? Should they be on Twitter? Probably not. 
Um, yeah, I mean, fans who take their shirts off after every time the Chiefs score a uh-huh. game, like yep. the first score, you got to pop just, that top. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, that'll do it for us this week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to. Who oh, could forget the super fan? I know the super fan too. The super fan who like again. That's kind of like what your meet number one was, but like because a lot of those super fans, it is like you know their season tickets are more important to them than their family, yeah, their their mortgage. <laughs> Uh, groceries, uh, like they they will they will go hungry before getting rid of their season tickets, and those are the super fans, which I would too. I, I, I guess too. super fan X Factor, he always had enough money for a little cocaine, uh huh, because not meth. and alcohol. He's not addicted to meth, but he is addicted mm-hmm. to cocaine. Exactly. Uh, all right, so thanks for listening this week. Be sure to follow us on social media at State Your Line. Uh, thanks to Scott for joining us, and we'll see you around Kansas City.